Welcome to the Teaching with Madly Learning podcast replay, fitting it all together to make teaching and learning in the junior grades more accessible, practical, and fun for both teachers and their students. Here's your host, teacher by day, mom of three, and curriculum creator of all the things from madlylearning.com, Patty Firth. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Teaching with Madly Learning. Today, I want to talk to you about interviews and taking on new jobs. For many of us, we might have the opportunity this spring to apply for or take an opportunity to grab a new job. For myself, I find that I like to mix it up every five to seven years and try to make a change in the location or the grade that I happen to be teaching in. I don't often want to kind of stick around for the same thing for a really long time because I find that sometimes I get myself kind of too complacent or too stuck in a rut. And I like to always feel like I'm pushing myself and a little bit uncomfortable so that I can grow. And that's always been a goal of my own. So last year this time, I made a decision to apply for a new job leaving the job that I had been in for eight years and decided to take a risk and try a new position. It turned out it was a system position that I applied for, a job that I had done in the past and I thought, well, this would be a great opportunity to try something that I previously did and wanted to go back to kind of that route for me. I did this job for the past year, and what I realized is since the beginning of my career to now, my passions for teaching and instruction have changed. And the fact that I love being a classroom teacher and I love having a group of students that I get to teach curriculum to day after day after day. And while I loved the students I worked with and I loved the position as a system teacher, I knew I needed to do where my passions led me to do. So in September, I made the decision to apply and accepted a position back as a grade six classroom teacher for the mornings only. Now, in the last year, that means that I have gone on two different interviews for two completely different positions. And what I wanna share with you is how I prep and get myself ready for applying to a new position. So if you find that now is the time that you are looking for a change in your teaching position, or you have been thrust into needing to apply for different round postings, or perhaps you are looking to get your first permanent position, I wanna give you my specific tricks and tips to prepare for that interview and get ready for the job that you really want so that you can knock their socks off and get offered the job. And I will also give you the perspective of somebody who interviews people for Madly Learning what I'm looking for when I'm interviewing. There's specific things that are going to help you to be more successful during an interview. So number one, it comes down to first being prepared, knowing what it is that you are looking for and what conditions in which you are wanting to teach in. 
don't just apply for anything. Be strategic and to find the position, if you have the ability to, to find the position that you are passionate about teaching. Is there subjects? Is there schools or is there areas that you want to teach in because it's something that you're passionate about? That passion and interest will come across in the interview. Number two, don't ever go into an interview without doing your homework. Do whatever you can to learn about the school, to learn about the administrator who most likely will be conducting your interview, and to learn what their passions may be about. I find that many administrators are on Twitter. So if you can find the school, the administrators, or perhaps a few other teachers that happen to be currently teaching at that school, look at their Twitter feed. Scroll through it and see if that can help you to glean some information. What experiences does the principal have? What background might they have? What interests are important to them? These are going to be things where you're not going to necessarily mold yourself in their image, but you may have opportunities where you can mention things in the questions and your answers to their questions that show that you have done the work and the research so that you are prepared to be the best candidate for their position. I also have always prepared myself for interviews by making notes, just like I'm studying for an exam. I will write out my answers to interview questions. Now, I don't necessarily know what the interview questions are going to be. Typically speaking, they're probably in teaching going to ask you about how you structure different topics that you are going to be expected to teach. How would you run your literacy program? How would you run your math program? So I go through all of the subjects that I may be expected to be teaching for that position, and I will briefly write out my ideas of how I would structure that program. What would my language program look like? What would my math program look like? How would I structure science and social studies? How would I integrate all of those things? I make sure that for each one of these answers that I'm writing out of how I would structure it, I want to have a nice balance between the theory and the practical application. I want to make sure that not only am I using all of the proper buzzwords and terms, but that I'm also giving concrete examples of when I have actually followed that path. So if someone is asking me to plan out my literacy program or what would my literacy program look like, I am going to tell them the rundown. I'm going to use gradual release of responsibility. I'm going to use modeled reading. I'm going to use shared reading, guided reading, think alouds. I'm going to use voice and choice. I'm going to use all of those key terms. But for every one of those terms, I'm also going to pre-plan what the example is going to be. I will use a, what book can I reference of when I used a read aloud, how I matched that with a shared reading. I'm going to use how I plan my guided reading and then give an example. For every interview question, I want to make sure not only do I have all of the buzzwords and the theory and say all the right things, but I also want actual examples of how I did it. So what I would do and how I would do it. And I wanna make sure that those two are seamlessly embedded into my answer. And if I pre-plan that by writing it out, then I have it sitting here in front of me in my notes, ready to go. 
So once I have gone through all of the curriculum topics that I would be expected to teach and cover, and I've gone through with what are the buzzwords of how I would plan it out, how I would assess it, and what my examples are for each of those. Then I start to look at some of the behavioral-based questions. These are going to be questions where it'll be like, tell me a time when. And you're going to have to start with the example. So I want to think of different behavior-based things that they could possibly ask me. And again, I will write these down and I will provide one or two examples, depending on say the type of question or how they ask. There will be some samples, some examples that would lend itself better to answer those questions. So I wanna have a few. So typically speaking, they're probably going to ask about classroom management and they want to know about students that you have worked with that have challenged you or provided a difficulty. You are going to have classroom management where they may give you a situation and how you would handle it. So I like to actually pre-plan what are some of the most difficult situations that I have encountered in my past with students that I've worked with and how I've handled them. And I wanna write those out. Number one, it gets it in my brain and it's okay to reference that and have those notes in front of you. In fact, most of the time I don't actually reference my notes, but I have this security blanket of literally having them here with me so that I know that they're there. But I have in the past when I was first starting, I have actually brought those notes in with me and used them to reflect on something or an answer to make sure that I included all of the things that I wanted to include. So it's really important that you think of different examples. Think about the students that challenged you. Think about the students that taught you something about your own professional practice. That kid that really kind of pushed your buttons, but you were able to kind of overcome that. Think of not only the outwardly behavioral, but also perhaps if there was different difficulties, difficult parents that you've had to deal with, difficult children, difficult circumstances, difficult teammates, all of those struggles and difficulties that you have gone through as teachers, write them out, put them in like a little chart that kind of goes over who, you know, the situation and who you had the difficulties with and how you handled it. You want to highlight the, the examples that had a positive outcome or examples that if they didn't have a positive outcome showed really important learning that has improved your practice since. But having those types of questions ready and prepared, you don't necessarily know what exactly the types of questions they're going to ask, but having a bank of examples that you can draw from in different circumstances is going to help you and you're kind of pre-planning for that. Another way that, or another type of question that you're probably going to get asked are going to be about accommodations, modifications, and assessment. So while you're writing out, you know, what you would do for your language program or your math program, it's also important to write out how you would structure your classroom management, how you set up routines, as well as how you work with teammates, how you differentiate instruction and what your ways of assessment are. Making sure, again, to have two pieces to your answer. So if you make a T-chart, that might be helpful, but you want to have both the examples and make sure that you are mentioning those key buzzwords that are popular in education with the employer that you're hiring, but you also want to have examples ready to go. 
You want to make sure that you're coming across in these interviews prepared and confident in your answers. And one of the best ways for me to know that I feel prepared and confident is the fact that I've already prepared my answers, that I know what examples I'm going to draw from, that I know what um, types of things I'm going to say. And I will, even once I have all of these things written out, and there are pages and pages of answers, and yes, that's going to be a lot of work, but it shows that you care and that you are prepared and ready for the job that you want. And it's that's a really important thing is to look at how to be prepared and to come across as being prepared. Now, once you have all your answers prepared, there's the time when you're actually providing your interview. And sometimes it can be really nerve-wracking to walk into an interview, especially if you're not necessarily getting feedback. It comes to a point where you need to fake it until you make it. You need to come across as being confident to the person who is interviewing you. One of the ways you can do that is to, number one, smile when you're talking. And when you pause, pause and smile. The other thing to do is to make eye contact, especially if you happen to be having a video interview. You want to look at the camera, not look at the screen or look at the interviewer off to the side, but to look and talk directly into the lens of that camera, like your best friend is on the other side of the camera and you're talking to them. Think of it like a presentation that you are making to others in front of, say, it's like university might be the last time you made a presentation to other adults. You are presenting the information. You are presenting yourself to them. Come across as confident, but, but relaxed. You don't want to come across as too aggressive, but make sure that you feel like you're looking good, that you've, you may have done your hair, you're feeling beautiful, <laughs> that is what makes you confident. Choose to sit if you happen to be sitting for the, like in a video interview so you have a bit more control over your space. Sit on a stool or at the edge of your chair so that you are forced to kind of sit more upright with your shoulders back because it projects a bit more confidence. Confidence will also come with the fact that you know your answers. You've pre-prepared your answers, so you're pretty much anticipating a variety of different questions that may come your way. It's also good to perhaps video record yourself doing your answers to made-up questions prior to having your interview, and then watch it back, as nerve-wracking as that may be, watch that video that you created of yourself answering interview questions and watch your body language and how you are answering the questions and how you are coming across to somebody else who may be viewing you. You may not like what you see initially, but that feedback from yourself will give you the opportunity to know what other people are looking at and looking for. And it will help you to keep practicing. So if creating an interview or participating in an interview is nerve-wracking and you've been told in the past that you don't interview well, then take the time to ask a friend to help you to interview yourself, to video record yourself answering these questions and saying the answers out loud. 
at the beginning of my career when I had less experience to rely on, I would often rehearse in my car before the interview happened my answer to the question. I would say it out loud and I would explain it or even video record what my answer would be just to have practice what it sounded like and how my voice sounded. So there's lots of things that you can do to help prepare for the interview to take that change and that leap for the job that you want. Number one, be prepared. Know exactly what the job is and do your research. Number two, write out your answers. Not only with all of the buzzwords, but strategic examples that cover things like all of the curriculum you would have to teach, cover the buzzwords of behavioral-based questions about the different job tasks you would have to be doing throughout the day, as well as some of the underlying things such as teamwork, some of those soft skills of teamwork, leadership, and classroom management would also be keys to practice what your answers are as well as examples that tie to each one of those. Then prepare yourself for the interview. Record yourself, practice saying the answers out loud, get on the phone with a friend and or partner and have them help to interview you and provide you feedback. Those are all of my tips and good luck this spring if you happen to be applying for and being interviewed for a new teaching position. Thank you for listening to the Teaching with Madly Learning podcast replay. Join me on www.madlylearning.com for more information on all things teaching in the junior grades. Don't forget, you can always catch this show on the Madly Learning YouTube channel. See you next week for another replay episode of Teaching with Madly Learning.